I've you bought my Twitch streams. After over half a decade of being in the content creator scene, I'm so tired of having every single thing I put hundreds of hours of effort into being swept under the rug. I feel like I'm a classic case of the social media snowball bandwagon disease. I'm not being seen because I'm not already being seen. I am just so very lonely, even more so when I view bot, because I know that none of my viewers are real. I'm not even doing it so I can get sponsorships or anything else. In fact, I'd actively avoid that. I literally just want to pretend people care about the stuff that I make. My friends have agreed that I'm not particularly funny or interesting. I hated pretending to be happy for them over the years as every single one of them skyrocketed over me with what feels like less effort. It might not be. I fully acknowledge that I'm selfish and I'm nasty. It seems like on Twitch and a lot of places that have live viewership, there are a lot of people that are doing this whole viewbot thing, but it doesn't actually seem to fix any fundamental problem. I mean, there's even people that fake viewbot during their live streams to have people chatting and they just have chatter messages going the whole time. But it sounds like this guy is kind of acting out of desperation. Instead of continuously changing what he's doing to see if he finds something else that works, he's trying to go down the viewbotting pathway and then even that doesn't work. So he's probably very frustrated. But let me know what you guys would do in this situation. And we actually have a few more viewbot related stories, starting with this next one. Despite averaging 100 plus viewers, I did not get partnered on Twitch until so recently, here's why. I was eligible for partnership applications since January of 2020 on Twitch. I even had good socials such as a Discord server with over 1,000 members and a YouTube channel with 30,000 subscribers. On top of this, I have 300 Twitch subs. However, I did not get accepted until 16 applications later. What happened? Viewbots. Before you accuse me of using them, I never used them. On every single application from Twitch, they said they could not partner my channel because viewbots existed. When I followed up the email, they acknowledged that it wasn't me that used them. However, they would not partner me until either A, their engineers removed the viewbots permanently, or B, the viewbotters stopped. They said, per policy, we must make sure channels are bot free. Basically, never unless either one happens. I even reported this to Twitch's support, and yet the bots were never removed. Did I ever average 75 plus organic viewers? Unfortunately, Twitch refused to tell me how many organic viewers I had because it would help view bot services. Looking at my chat list counts, not fully accurate but gives a general idea, I did indeed surpass the requirements almost every month since June of 2020. In fact, I hit 120 organic viewers in at least two months. Just by the response on Twitch's partnership email, it looks like they wouldn't have partnered me even if I averaged 200 real viewers. This was extremely unfair because anyone viewbotting out of your control could sabotage your chances. While there are several factors, they only responded with this exact same copy-paste email about viewbots. I mean, other streamers within my primary category are getting their applications accepted on the first or second try despite not having good socials and barely maintaining the 75 viewer mark. In late February 2021, the viewer bot finally confessed anonymously. I was ready to ban him on site, but I wanted to get more information. He joined my Discord and stated that he was trying to help my channel grow, but he didn't want to confess originally because I would have worried about channel bans. I really should have made a public announcement on my partnership status, but I was scared it would attract trolls, so I only kept it to my moderators and trusted friends. He later confirmed that he was a once a week viewer. He ran the bots in September of 2019 and 
and I did not notice this until my first application. This was because he gave me 25 viewers then and slowly increased it to 60 viewers. How did he keep it running for so long? Because the ViewBot service he claims was able to automatically start no matter what time I streamed and the cost was cheap. This is why it was so anonymous. I guess he ViewBotted very smartly because I rarely got complaints slash accusations from anyone about ViewBots. Finally, when I told him that it prevented me from partnership, he agreed to stop using it for good. From then on, my channel was bought free. It took me four more applications, but I am finally relieved to get accepted. The response was the ViewBot issue. Then they said I was on the right track and I finally got it this past week. Over the last three months, I averaged 80 to 90 viewers. I guess Twitch wants to keep people's record clean, but it's unfair that somebody could do this without asking. I know people tend to laugh at others for complaining about partnership, but this one was most certainly unfair. I'm 90% sure Twitch would have given it to me on the third application at the latest if the ViewBots never existed. This is kind of a crazy concept that anyone at any point in time can view bot your channel, even if you don't want them to, even if you scream out into the void, please, nobody view bot my channel, you're messing things up for me. People can still do it without you even knowing who they are. But I get what he's saying though, when he didn't want to make an announcement because that might attract other people to view bot him and make the situation worse so he can never get partnered at all. And the guy who was view botting him sounded like he wasn't even doing it for a malicious reason. It sounds like he was doing it because he thought he would help him. I mean, he was only watching the stream one day a week, but for whatever reason, he wanted to help his channel grow. And he thought that by slowly increasing the amount of view bots on the page, it would make the channel rise up the ranks, I guess. It's it's pretty likely that he didn't even account that there could be a negative consequence to doing that when ultimately there was because he was denied partnership. What did he say? 16 times. So let me know if any of you guys have had any experiences like this or know somebody that has any experiences like this or have any stories you want to leave in the comments. But there are actually more stories that exist like this where people are viewbotting streamers that don't know anything about it. And that's where this next story starts. I've boosted 100,000 fake viewers in Hearthstone, and I'm sorry. I'm writing this because I want to help end viewbots on Twitch.tv. I feel guilty about what I have done, and I want to give more information about exactly what went down. You could say that I'm pretty salty about this job, and I'm exposing their work. I won't be revealing my customers who I handled due to legal reasons, but I will reveal details of relationships I've had with the company and what I actually did to the Hearthstone scene. The deal I had with the company was simple. I take one third of whatever income I bring to the company. I was also asked to test bots from time to time and given 10,000 bots at my disposal to use on my own. I was also asked to use them mostly in one industry to fool Twitch's scan to think that they're real viewers before being marked and banned from watching only selective, suspicious groups of people. Due to the reasons above, I deployed a large amount of bots in the Hearthstone scene. At the peak, I was able to bot one particular streamer up to 60 to 70,000 viewers from this service. This isn't possible anymore since Twitch has stopped letting one IP increase up to 10 viewers instead of one for now. I took the liberty of botting many other channels and I started to add two to 4,000 viewers to other channels starting in May of 2015 where they would come on automatically if they start their stream within 20 minutes. He actually includes before and after links to the botting, but all of these links have expired so we're just going to go off of what 
what he says. After a month, streamer A was getting near 20,000 viewers in the first hour, and streamer B was near 10,000 viewers in the first hour, although both of them were given the same two to 4,000 viewership in the first 20 minutes. I also took another challenge on my own and decided something more dramatic. I chatterbotted streamer A's channel so that they speak every second, mostly spams, and a different set of chatterbotters to streamer B's channel to speak sentences that were banned in chat from the channel. You can imagine what happened next to the chat. I have now stopped botting all channels, and you might have noticed that many of the Hearthstone streamers lost a good chunk of viewership since. I'd like to apologize for the damage I have done to the industry, and I hope that you all don't fall for these cheats. Sooner or later, you will be found and will cost you more than what you earn most of the time. Just like many who got banned in the past, like Sticky Rice and Eggy. From what I can tell you, my previous customer bots more than 50 don't help since you're not in the dark sea anymore. You don't get watched because you're in the top 10 and people will leave if you're not entertaining to watch. To clarify some information on bots, the number of chatters has almost no relationship with the streamer botting their channel. They can simply add more chatters with most services. Our service created 500 bots per day for two months before launching to make sure they are not obvious. Chat lines to viewer ratio can help unless a channel is heavily moderated. Streamer A's chatters are more than 50 times more active than other channels at 3,000 viewers from the data I have as an example. However, do report the channel and move on when you suspect bots. Twitch is doing a fine job at banning them and there's not much you or the streamer can do about it except letting Twitch know. The bot industry took a huge hit since Twitch decided to take action against botting at the cost of keeping them because more and more became unreasonable in large quantity. Twitch can easily ban IPs if suspected of bots, and they're mostly from servers. IPs from servers work differently from your daily PC slash phones. They have a squad of programmers checking on these activities and will do whatever it takes to ban them if they have enough suspicion. I was the stress tester for my service to test which Twitch ability to detect bots and fool them since they track where the IPs tend to go. And we have had 10,000 of them to not look suspicious, but human. Am I the jerk? I wonder what he thought it was that was okay at first, but is not okay now, and the reason why he stopped doing it. I assume he probably just realizes the damage that it can do, at least psychologically, to other streamers streaming that exact same thing that are not view botting, and that no matter how hard they stream, how hard they try to improve their stream, they're not going to get more people because... The way Twitch has worked for a long time is whoever has the most viewers tends to go towards the top. Now it's a little bit different, but for a long time, that was pretty much strictly exactly how it was. After looking through this a little bit more, it seems like the moderators of the Hearthstone subreddit have sticky to comments saying that this may not be the person he says he is because apparently they asked for proof and this guy was unable to provide it. So take that with a grain of salt and let me know, jerk or not a jerk. Am I the jerk for telling my friend her parents bought her house? house, not her. The title sounds bad, but hear me out. Backstory. I'm a 28-year-old female. I have a friend who's also a 28-year-old female who purchased a house late last year. It's an awesome two-story townhouse, and I've been over there plenty of times to help out with the moving slash decorating and for hanging out. As mentioned in the title, her parents purchased the house for her and her partner. I truly have no issue with this as the housing market is terrible for buyers, so more power to them for being homeowners. I I recently, unfortunately, inherited my parents' house, which is a three-bedroom out in the sticks. The issue. We went plan to shopping because most of the stuff in the house was 10 to 15 years old. We were standing with an employee who I had asked to recommend some smaller items like toasters and kettles when the employee asked if I was moving out as general chit-chat. I told him I was moving and he asked whether I bought or rented. I told him I bought.
bought because it was just easier and less awkward than telling him I inherited the house. He told me that was cool and began talking about toasters again when my friend cut in that I had inherited the house, not purchased it. The employee went quiet and gave her a, what was that face? I was taken aback. She continued on saying, yeah, I purchased my house. I asked, does that really matter? I'm just here to buy some kitchen appliances, not tell this guy my personal issues. She grinned and said, it's just for the record, which made me more confused and annoyed. You can probably see where this is going. I replied, oh, okay. If it's just for the record, your parents purchased your house for you. The employee quickly retreated and she walked outside of the shop. I caught up with her and she said I was a massive jerk for pointing out that she couldn't afford to own without her parents' help. I returned with a very similar, my parents also helped me with getting a house too, just in a really terrible way. My partner agrees with me, saying she's the one that opened that door, but our other friends are split almost 50-50. So, am I the jerk? How can she bring this up as some sort of diss, putting it on the record or whatever she calls it, when she has done the exact same thing? Her parents helped her just like the original poster's parents helped her as well. Both people had their parents help them. It sounds like there's some sort of resentment at play. And just from the story alone, clearly we don't know the entire story or what their history is. But people tend not to say those type of things unless they have some sort of resentment for whatever reason. Because otherwise, it's pointless to point that out. Why do you care if the employee of the store knows that she inherited the house or she didn't when you didn't even buy your own house? Just the same. But let me know what you guys think. What would you do in this situation and issue the jerk or not? Am I the jerk for asking my boyfriend to charge his family member for fraud? Backstory. I'm a 27-year-old female and my boyfriend is a 34-year-old male and we have been together for five years and have worked really hard to save for a house. Two weeks ago, we fell in love with the house and we put down an initial deposit to hold the property. The house won't be built until the end of 2022. We have been in talks with a mortgage broker and the builder's finance people. Last week, we received some shocking news when my boyfriend's credit score came back as being bad. There was activity on the statement that was 100% not his and a credit card that has gone into default over the last six months. This credit card was originally my boyfriend's, but he swears he closed the account and canceled the card in mid-2019. Long story short, we discovered that a family member that was living with him a few years ago had gotten a hold of the card at some point and has been using the card on and off since 2019. They defaulted on payments in early 2020, but paid this off. And then they defaulted again in December of last year. The account is still in default and over $5,000 owed in charges and late fees. Charges for shopping, news agency, takeaway food, and pubs. My boyfriend has zero knowledge of this and hasn't had access to the account after he closed it and hasn't been receiving statements or notices from the bank. The family member has diverted these into their address. We're now unable to successfully apply for a bank loan for our house as they won't lend to my boyfriend with his credit the way it is. Our options are to either, number one, proceed with fraud investigations and charges in the family member, allowing us to prove this is no fault of my boyfriend's and successfully secure the loan, or... Number two, 
My boyfriend pays the debt and we wait at least two years from the payoff date for his credit to regain some loss. Option two sets us back at least three years in starting a family and our lives as homeowners. This will also not allow my boyfriend to secure a bank loan to start up his own business he's been dreaming of starting for a few years. This was the year he planned on doing that. This has us devastated and put a massive delay in our plans. Because my boyfriend doesn't like conflict, he's going with option number two. Two, he isn't even planning on mentioning anything to the family member. He wants it all to go away and thinks this family member is going through a rough time. I want my boyfriend to proceed with fraud charges and an investigation. We have worked too hard not to have our dream house and him owning his own business. So am I the jerk for pushing my opinion on my boyfriend about charging his family member with fraud? First off, why would he just pay off this debt and not even talk to the person in his family that charged all this? That makes zero sense. That makes me start thinking of all different types of conspiracies, like maybe he's living a double life and he's doing things on the side, or as some others have pointed out, maybe he did give permission to this family member and doesn't want to admit it, because why else would he just try and sweep it under the rug and say, oh, I'll just pay this $5,000 plus interest. No big deal. We'll just wait three years to start a business and wait three years to get into a house. There's definitely something weird going on with that, but I can't really tell what it is. I mean, I guess it's possible that he's just that conflict averse, but that seems a lot less likely than there's something bigger at play here. And also, if he doesn't talk to the family member that's charging all of this, what happens when they do it again? They think that they haven't been caught yet, so they think, eh, I'll just use this money when I gotta go to the pub next, or whatever the case is, and then he won't know when that's being charged, and then there's gonna be more late fees. I mean, what if they wait two years after he pays off the debt, waiting for the credit score to normalize, and then this family member swipes the card again, and he doesn't even know about it, so the whole process starts over and over and over eternally. I'm sure some of you guys have some theories on what you think is really behind this so let me know what those are and also jerk or not a jerk am i the jerk for pouring my husband's sweet tea down the drain and marching out i lost my part-time job due to the global illness and i've basically become a little housewife i'm fine with that as that's always been my role in the relationship anyways it's just less hard to keep up with now I'm also in school for nursing, but obviously I'm doing that from home. My husband works full-time and works hard. His commute to work is very long, over an hour each way. We go running together every day, and because I know it's a lot of stress for him, we meet 20 minutes away from our home so he doesn't have to come home and drive back out. He calls me when he's 20 minutes away, and I leave. Today, I was 7 minutes late as I had to turn off all the lights and get myself together before leaving the house. When I got there, he copped a major attitude with me for being late. He refused to even speak to me for being seven minutes late. I tried to explain. I had to put my shoes on and turn out the lights, but he wouldn't talk to me. The run was very awkward. And when we got home, he said that he felt he had every right to be angry and stomped off upstairs. I've had a lot of pent up feelings about the fact that he always expects me to be at his beck and call. It's like he thinks the whole world revolves around his time schedule because I lost my job. Anyways, he's hungry, thirsty. He yells my name. He He doesn't even serve his own plates anymore. It's like he thinks I just sit in the dark with my hands folded waiting for him to call. At this point, I knew he was being ridiculous and I was just so upset that I did something that made me the jerk. When he came downstairs, I told him he could make his own dinner, his own lunch tomorrow for work, and I looked him straight in the eye as I poured the pitcher of sweet tea I made him every week down the drain and said, you can make your own damn sweet tea too, you ungrateful brat. 
and I walked out and drove to my mom's house. So, was I the jerk for that overreaction? I was just so annoyed. It seems like part of the problem here is that he just straight up wants a housewife and that's not exactly what she wants to be. Or at least that's not what she entirely wants to be because it sounds like she is okay with being a housewife to a certain degree, but doesn't want to be this robotic serving machine. I mean, it is pretty ridiculous that he was that mad about her being seven minutes late. And apparently he's 31 and she is 19. For some extra background context, she says that she met him a few weeks after her high school graduation. She was out at a diner with a bunch of friends. And at that point, she had been kicked out of her house. So after everyone would leave the hangouts, she'd hang out until it closed. The owner was nice and let her stay as long as he wanted. And she didn't have anywhere else to go anyways. This guy that became her husband was a regular at the diner and saw her there several times a week. And then one day he approached her and sat with her. The fact that she was kicked out... I'm guessing probably put her in a spot of vulnerability where maybe this whole thing was built from that point forward. But let me know what you guys think, jerk or not a jerk, and what would you do?